0: Hello, I'm Carrick MacDonald and this is Halfway to Barra, the two-towns local history show on Camglen Radio. In this two-part programme, Zen Boyd of Rutherglen Heritage Centre talks to Betty Payton, who was born and bred in Rutherglen. Now in her 90s, Betty recalls growing up in the town and remembers the Evangelistic Institute in Greenbank Street, which for many years played an important part in the spiritual life of many Ruglonians. Betty began by telling Zen about the house in the Main Street where she was born.
1: What number Main Street were 227. you? 227. 227. And that's still there now? Yes. Yes, uh, amazing. Yes, yeah,
2: so my grandparents mm-hmm. were in that house and then my really? father, mm-hmm. and when my mother, and father, my mother died, mm-hmm. we get, the, the building belonged to Goldbraith's. Yes, uh-huh. yes. And yes. they wanted the house. Uh-huh. For one of their employees, so I had to get out. Oh gosh. Were you the last one the
1: last of your one, family I in it? Yes. Right? I had. Oh that's a shame, and then where did you move? Moved in a flat in
2: eventually in Hamilton Road. Right, okay. And, and that's that where time, you are. Ladies couldn't get mortgages uh, either, you know. Yes. So what decade was that then?
1: When was that the Nineteen f- fifties. Like, Fifty six. Fifty six, right? So that was when Galbraiths needed it. because ah, I was trying to think how long Galbraiths have been, had been well, have been running. they had the shop.
2: It's now an optician. It's the opticians the now, down right? Down
1: yeah, yeah. We've got some old photographs of Galbraiths. Yeah. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But um, and your grandparents, did they were they from Mullaghlin then too?
2: Yes. Yes, Patons. Yes. Actually, at one time, I think they stayed up in Balmoral Crescent.
1: Oh, that's where we I am, yes.
2: yes, that's
1: right. How bon- it came about bon- that bon- they
2: moved, bon- I really don't know. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But, right, my father was a piano tuner, so yes. it was more, mm-hmm. well, I see, people locally mm-hmm. would know where to come, if you know what I mean, right? right. Yes. Because uh, I think. A
1: there was, there was an advert I saw for your father, James Payton, piano tuner. That's right. He was in the, one of the old reformers. Oh, gosh. Yes. Uh-huh. So, do you remember him having people in the house to, to sort of.
2: No, no.
1: Get, or did he always go out he, to people's he went houses? Out to people's and,
2: houses. Uh-huh. And he had a room in the house. It was a, It was a four apartment house. Mm-hmm. And he had a room as a workshop. Right. And he sometimes brought the. Inner part of a piano down to re-pin mm-hmm. it. That he did that in his workshop.
1: So skilled. So how how did he did he learn how to do that from someone or
2: yes, he had himself? relatives up in Hamilton. Oh. Wiper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they're there be any. I never knew any of them, but they mm-hmm. had a musical business, and I think mm-hmm. he maybe trained up there. I'm not right. too sure.
1: Wiper. that's
2: W-Y-P-E-R, Y-P-E-R. yes. That's one of my middle hmm
1: Ah. And so did you learn much about the piano yourself?
2: Yes, I went to piano. had piano lessons. And uh-huh. Quite Great. enjoyed it. I don't have a piano anymore.
1: Uh-huh. And did you play anywhere? Did you do any sort of recitals or oh, play no, for the Sunday school or anything? Oh, I played for Sunday played school. played for Sunday school. Good. Gildery.
2: Uh-huh. That sort of thing. Oh, yeah. good. But my father... <laughs> it is usually if I was playing he would be saying that's the wrong notes, you <laughs> know <laughs> Yeah, but so he's uh, more
1: technically skilled at yes, fixing yes, yes. the pianos. Yeah. Um well that yeah, that brings us on to a bit more about your father then and his um, his role in the Rogers Institute. So and he was treasurer. Yes. Um so we've got some uh, in our library archives, we've got quite a nice uh, collection from the original Rogers Institute, which is the Rutherglen Evangelistic Institute. That's right, that's right. Um uh, Which existed for many years um, on uh, Greenbank Street and the High Street round the corner. Yes, it had a lovely a, big hall. Big, huge building, beautiful old building with a big the, hall, which was a huge was institution. A mm. Yeah, so, yeah. If you if you've got you have memories I take it of your own from when you were young? Oh yes Is that your, some of yes, your earliest yes. yes.
2: Uh-huh. Went there on a Sunday morning and um, my mother, my father. But and it was usually the service was in the big hall, which mm-hmm. was lovely. Yes.
0: Writing very much in the language of the time, W. Ross Shearer in Rutherglen Lore, written in nineteen twenty two, tells us about the origins of the Evangelistic Institute and how it was regarded in the town in the years following the Great War. In connection with the Evangelistic Institute in Green Bank Street, there has been no undertaking in the borough, in our recollection, that has accomplished so much lasting benefit to the individual as has the unsectarian movement of the brothers D.L., A.K., and the late T.M. Roger. Somewhere about the year 1883, a largely attended meeting of all religious workers in Rutherglen resolved that a hall suitable for evangelistic propaganda was an absolute necessity in the borough.
2: I tell you, you know the theatre of, not um, um Down in the middle of town. In the middle of town. It, I've only been in it once to see round it. Right. And it was in a sorry state, but...
0: Mm. Oh, I know, but the panopticon...
2: Oh, the Panopticon. Ah,
0: the the Bassani yes. Music Hall. That's it. Ah, ah, that's, yeah. that,
2: yes, well, beautiful. when I went in there, that must have been designed by the same architect as the Institute Ooh. because Ooh. The, the decor mm-hmm. is much the same right. as the big Ooh. hall. Because
1: that's one of the historic music halls you know, that's in, right. in Glasgow, uh, isn't yes. it? Wow!
2: I was taken round... A party from the Citizens Theatre. Uh-huh. It was just to see it. There wasn't. Yeah. There wasn't anything on. Mm-hmm. But that was what struck me first of all. Mm-hmm. Was gosh, this is the same as the Institute mm. and rather the layout yeah. of it, the, the layout, fidelity. and, and the, the way it was decorated mm. was much the same. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But. Uh, I really don't know any more than that. Mm-hmm.
1: So the Rogers Institute, there's a huge history about that, obviously founded yeah. by
2: Daniel Lusk Roger. That's right.
1: Did you ever meet him yourself no, or no. You're just I your
2: father? I knew his wife, his right. widow, uh-huh. uh, Mrs. Roger. He yeah. was dead, I think, before my time. Right, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But knew... your father would have known him well. Oh, yes, yes, mm-hmm. my father and my mother. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I've got a beautiful canteen of cutlery oh. with the initial P on all the stuff, mm-hmm. and that was a wedding present mm. from to my mother and father from the Roger family. Isn't that nice yes. that they'd specially got made, well engraved, got the mm-hmm. engraved with
1: mm-hmm. a P on it. You know, oh, that's lovely. Um, so, did your father go there as a child to some of the sort of um, that, that, Rogers I, Institute? Meetings, do you think? Uh huh. I I don't know how. It's possible, because it was going quite a long time, so it probably would have been going quite a while before he sort of was born, even. 1885, it started officially um, in Rotherglen.
0: Under the energetic guidance of Mr. D.L. Roger, a building fund was organised, and in due time, subscriptions, large and small, poured in pennies from the children, half-crowns from the parents, and various amounts, up to nearly a £1,000, from J. Campbell White, afterwards Baron Overton, who, in presence of the provost, magistrates, and a great concourse of people, laid the memorial stone of the main building on 2nd July,
1: 1885. And when was your father born again? It it was there, about 18...
2: 90s, I have no idea it must I think
1: we a looked it was <laughs> 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 Okay right so about So, yes, so yes, 1890s yes. anyway So yeah so it wouldn't have been long started I guess but it would have been around From his formative mm-hmm, years mm-hmm, So mm-hmm. there's a good chance he would have Gone along to some of the bible meetings Or the
2: Sunday schools yes, well, he used to, well he was treasurer for years and uh-huh. Used to operate the lantern
1: Oh well this is Yes I'm fascinated by this that's yes. was he one of the first ones do you think to operate the lantern slides
2: I would imagine he very well mm-hmm. have been mm-hmm. they had a terrific collection of lantern slides mm-hmm. they had the whole bible and, and a lot of them mm-hmm. well not a lot but quite a few of them were slides of famous paintings right? biblical like Classical the light of the world mm-hmm. a, a, that sort of thing right. and I think they were quite valuable but when They were left to William. They didn't belong to the institute. They were Mm -hmm. used. They they were left to William Roger, the son William, or the
1: son of uh,
2: of Daniel. Daniel, yeah. Mm -hmm. But what happened to them? I really don't Mm. know.
1: I wonder where they got them from originally. That's
2: that's
1: Mm. quite good. So do you think someone would have taken those slides? You know, specifically to make a slideshow for the institute. Think like they would have taken them from maybe no, one of the no, gallery. They, they had
2: the complete Bible in the, right in lantern slides, right, page by page, uh, that they, which project yes, and they, for they the also had hymns mm-hmm. uh, with the words on. So the like their famous uh, Saturday night meeting, uh-huh. uh, which had a lot of children. There was no hymn books, so the hymns or choruses were mm-hmm. up on the screen to follow along, and the kids could follow along from that Fabulous
1: Mm. I think I might have showed you this previously, we've got one surviving um, hymn book which probably came a fair bit later than um, what you're describing of the Evangelistic Institute Redemption songs Oh A Thousand Hymns and Choruses Redemption songs and it's a lovely cloth bound one but um, I'm not sure the exact of this i think it's been around a wee while but i think yes, it's yes. maybe in the 20s or 30s i would, I would guess but it's the one surviving hymn <laughs> that we have uh,
2: i've got one in the house have you uh-huh. a, a lady in the old parish gave it to me right i could give you that
1: oh i'd love to see it yeah right. absolutely i'd love to see it um I just I thought, thought it was to nice. A hymn book. It's
2: lots, <laughs> lots of the uh, hymns were illustrated with lantern slides. Uh-huh. And they put that, and the kids could mm-hmm. sing. understand at one time the singing was really quite something. Because mm. you can imagine a, a big hall with about three or 400 children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A Saturday night mm-hmm. that meeting, that was before my time, <laughs> uh, they had a Saturday night meeting mm-hmm. for children. Right. and Was uh, that
1: the main time children would go to the uh, Rogers Hall, or would I they go would through the week? So,
2: oh, they would go to... They had the girls', uh, girls brigade. The girls' brigade. It was girls' guildry in these days. Right. And they had the boys' brigade. mm mm-hmm. uh, they And ha- I heard
1: that they had some actual baths, you know, that you That's right. go That's right. People in...
2: in high street mm-hmm. there all of these houses had there was toilets in the stairs. there was no baths, mm-hmm. and the Roger Institute had baths mm-hmm. that you could go in from high street mm-hmm. where the caretaker's house was yes. and at the ground floor they had these cubicles with baths, and people would go in just and get for, a hot bath. F- for free to mm-hmm. get a hot bath yes. to get clean. Mm-hmm.
1: So that was a big draw, I would think. Oh, that yes, would bring yes. people in from the local area,
2: local streets to start I mean, Rutherland to start was bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, most of the flats, there were very few flats in Rutherland had bathrooms. bathrooms yeah. It was all toilets and the stair. Mm-hmm. 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 So people mm-hmm. wanted a bath. That yeah. was a good place to go.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. And I would think that would be where they would get to know the... You know, that how, what was going on in the Institute and the, about the film showings and yes. the, the, the events for children. Well, at that and time, like I that. don't think
2: there were so many picture houses. Or no. mm-hmm.
0: I'm Carrick MacDonald, and you're listening to Halfway to Borough, the two-towns' local history show on Camberland Radio. In this programme, Zen Boyd of Rutherglen Heritage Centre is talking to Betty Payton, who was born and bred in Rutherglen, about her time growing up in the town and her memories of the Evangelistic Institute in Green Bank Street,
2: plus the fact that it was free, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely.
1: It's the first free cinema, uh-huh. the first cinema. And they, as well. had, a g- film they had a gymnasium showings. too. Did they have a gym? Yes. Gosh, put in in the big hall or part uh, of? It was uh, part of the caretakers, but
2: no, it was when you go in from Green Bank Street, mm-hmm. it was round to your left, mm-hmm. and it went down a couple of stairs, and it was a gym.
0: Two years later, the front portion facing Green Bank Street was erected. This contains a lesser hall, a number of small rooms, together with a large reading room and library. To this suite of rooms have since been added a gymnasium and baths. The large hall contains one of the finest electric lanterns in the kingdom, and the work since the opening has prospered exceedingly.
1: What would people do in the gym? Just well for children or the, for everybody to play games?
2: I, I honestly don't know. I think the likes of the Boys' Brigade used mm, it,
1: of course, mm-hmm.
2: for you marching know, and their and nights and yeah, that sort of thing and events. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Yes, it, it was a well thought out place. Yes. And it was really oh. quite a tragedy when it went in fire because it was the best hall in Rotherham. And the, one of the other things that mm-hmm. they used to have, do you know Boys Brigade have dis I don't think they have them now, displays. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, the lots of the companies they hired the hall because they had have their activities and shows on the ground floor mm-hmm. and then people could sit in the gallery mm. upstairs and look and down. And watch. And fabulous. watch. And they had talkie films, mm-hmm. which was another thing that mm. the uh, mm-hmm. A lovely big screen mm. and a room. In fact, I think that... It was thought that was where the fire started, mm. um, mm-hmm. in the projection room, mm. but I, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, so they would... Uh, the Rogers was the first... To have a talkie film first, first cinema showing would be in there, and apart from obviously the the Bible studies um, and slideshows, what kind of uh, films would they show?
2: Well, Um, I saw my first Charlie Chaplin. Oh, did you?
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Did that? Do you remember that fondly then? Yes. Yes. Everybody laughing. Yeah, fabulous. Um. And then, did they have educational sort of films about the world as well? That do you I remember? do not remember. No, because I think, I know they did lectures as well as show films, so uh-huh, I think there would uh-huh. be quite a few historical lectures happened there, I, I think. they had
2: quite a few uh, prominent speakers mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the, the Rogers, I think, were well connected.
1: Yes, yes, Absolutely. And, uh, Shearer William Shearer, who obviously wrote rather good lore, and yes, yes. was the librarian. He probably spoke there at times, I yes. would imagine. And Mister Mackey, who there. was the librarian, right? He yes. was there every Sunday, was he? Yes, because he was part of some of the committees. I think probably would yeah, be Mister Mackey. Think, okay, uh-huh. So he was James Young, James Young Mackey, because he was also involved with the library. So, After William Shearer died, he became the librarian. In yeah.
2: Library, but did you know, Mister Mackey Oh yes, yes. He <laughs> and, uh, he, he was, he's quite a character. He used to have competitions, and he would hire a bus and take a busload load of kids away for a day someplace, mm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, down to Largs and that sort of thing. Yes, uh, yes.
1: Out and about, yeah. Mm-hmm. That a uh, was he part father, of the camera? the, ca- the photographic yes, yes the club he would as well. Uh huh. It was, it was called Rutherglen Camera Club.
2: Yes. Wasn't it? My father was in that too. Uh huh.
1: Um, and I
2: don't know, but it, it certainly would be changed because when Miss Lee was there, but I remember my father saying he had been up in Mr. Mackey's house, mm-hmm. and whatever room was it in, round the wall, just below the ceiling. Mm hmm was shorthand. Mr Mackey was a famous shorthand writer mm-hmm. and it was his name he had in shorthand round the frieze of the room. Mm-hmm. Wow mm-hmm. that's amazing.
1: Yes. yes. My mum would love that too. Mm-hmm. She was a shorthand typist. Yes. Did so you do I? shorthand? Yes, yes. Did, right. yes did. shorthand. Yeah. Fabulous. Was that in the library flat? Yes. In the library flat so yes. Yes because it came with the job yeah. so after Shearer mm-hmm passed away, whoever was the next librarian and their family would, would have been welcome to uh, uh-huh. to live in the flat, so that's where, so Mr. That's where it would have been too, yes. yeah, was he there for quite a number of years, oh, yes, do you know yes, boy, yes in the boy. library flat mm. just himself, yeah I remember, I, yeah, yeah. It didn't matter. I remember
2: mm-hmm. my father had been up and he had recognised it was shorthand <laughs> and um, Mr Mackey said he was, the. F- my father was the first to realise what it was, but it was his name mm. he had round the freezing short <laughs> Brilliant.
1: That's just brilliant. I love oh, that. <laughs> oh God. He never
2: wore a coat, Mr. Mackey. Right. My father once oh. went with them with the to the riding of the marches, Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yes. And apparently it was a pouring wet day. <laughs> and my father was with them and Mr Mackey didn't have a coat oh dear and I think he got fed up with people saying to him not a coat, Where'd mm. your coat? no, all my brothers had coats and they died <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was his reason so he never ever wore whatever wore even in winter No, gosh, Hardy mm-hmm. Hardy Raglonian then my mm-hmm. goodness no, I'm sure I've also seen an advert in one of the old reformers for Mister James Mackey, shorthand. That's right. He was a, he was a very fast shorthand writer. Or stenographer. It was shorthand. Ty- it wasn't typist, but it was shorthand something. He was a shorthand teacher. I yes. I, I
2: think he could do about two hundred words a minute, oh which my. is really quite something.
1: Oh.
2: Mm. yeah well, he, he was a clever man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I see he
1: was, um, we've got some books here about the Evangelistic Institute and I've got one that's, that was brought out for the 50-year anniversary which was brought out in 1935 and it lists then Mr Macri as the secretary of the Institute oh, right, right. and your father James Peyton as the treasurer, treasurer yes. so um, I imagine they probably had a, a number of roles up till that point as well Probably. Yeah, and there's a lovely photograph which shows the 1935 Management Committee, which has got a lovely photo of your father in the front row. Yes. Um, And I assume Mr Mackey's in this picture somewhere. We have a little
2: look. I haven't got my glasses on. See, wait can... a minute. That's, I think it's Mr Thompson. hmm Kirkwood and Thompson, mm-hmm. the factors. Mm-hmm. That looks like a name's there. Oh McCaslin's in it, yes McCaslin.
1: there's a, there's a Mr McCaslin listed. Miss Willie Brownlee. So I'm assuming so that's Mis-
2: David Ramsey. Mr.
1: Mackey must he be. In there. He
2: eventually he studied for the ministry and eventually was minister hmm. down in Church and Eldersley.
1: Okay. Ah. That's very say. good. And Mr Edmund is at the end, this chap at the top.
2: That's right, do you remember him, yes, I do mm-hmm. Tom Wright, I just don't see it that's Andrew Deans. can't make out that person
1: maybe he's not actually let me see if he's listed. there's William uh, Roger. is that him there yes, w y. Yeah, Roger, Roger that's Mr. Right. McCaslin jr, right, W. A. Thompson. I don't think like Mr Mackey's actually in it. Maybe he took the photograph. <laughs> well, you never know. It's not. Maybe he did. Yeah, he's not listed. No. But your father's in that one. It's lovely. Yeah. What I was really interested to find out is, do you know if your father was a founder of the cam- camera club or if well, it was oh. going when he start, when he joined I it? I couldn't tell
2: you. He worked. He may well have done because um, the camera club... Mm-hmm. He worked the projectors mm-hmm. down in the institute. And my father was quite a keen photographer, but not mm-hmm. not of people. <laughs> <laughs> people were not of interest. Um, more views and... Landscapes. Like, and landscapes and buildings like as that. well? Or? No, I don't think no. so. Landscape. But he did all his own developing and mm-hmm. printing...
1: Did he have a little booth or a room in the house? Well, he had
2: a, a room in the house. He had a workshop because uh-huh. he was a piano tuner. Yeah, and he used to have to bring the workings of the piano down, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. And <coughs> refelt mm-hmm. things, and that that he did all that in the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he had a printer. Wow. Uh, that he printed tickets that, mm-hmm. that belonged to the institute.
1: Ah, he uh, did the printing uh, of the he, tickets, He did right. the
2: printing of the tickets and all the... For the uh, cinema shows, presumably. cinema show had anything that anything. was on if they mm. wanted tickets. Mm. Uh, my father did that. Mm-hmm. So that all went back to some folk in the Institute when he died, but what mm. happened to it, I don't really know. Because mm-hmm. I, I think the people that took it had no idea mm-hmm. how to set it up. <laughs> no, <laughs> and sure. it takes a bit of patience, of you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway,
1: did, did he leave any of his cameras to you or anything yes, or his he got,
2: photograph he got, he got, he got or? a nice present from the institute of a, a Zeiss camera mm-hmm. it was wow. a lovely camera mm-hmm. I gave it away I think to Dr Thompson huh? mm-hmm. uh, because it was too complicated for me and I really yeah. wasn't all that interested mm-hmm. in as it was a good camera mm-hmm. uh, he was quite happy to take it William Roger was quite a photographer. I think there was quite a few of them, you Uh know, Mm -hmm. in the camera camera Mm -hmm. club. Yeah. My father wasn't interested in taking photographs of you or me or anything like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think they did a display in the what was the old museum in the library on the first floor. I think there was a camera club display. think in the 30s Uh, there was probably displays in the town hall as well you don't remember any mention of them doing a display when i last saw you or maybe the time before (laughs) you brought this lovely music box to donate to us which um i thought i would show carrick Mm -hmm. um while he's uh, coming to visit us and um if you wouldn't mind telling us a wee bit about it again, that would be That's brilliant. There's not a I can tell you. It still works. It's pretty nice, isn't it?
2: It is. lovely. And then it goes on to...
1: There's Sounds.
2: Soldiers of the Queen. That's Queen Victoria. No. There you go. Hey!
1: <laughs> That'd be a brilliant introduction, isn't <laughs> it? Um, so, how did you come by this lovely music box? I've no
2: idea. <laughs> Yes. No idea. It's the First World War. I, I would think music it would be box. my grandparents. Uh huh. It must have been. Yeah. And it's just, well, it was. You weren't allowed to play with it. Let's be mm. honest. Yeah. Of course, not toy.
0: No, <laughs> no, no.
2: So it was just always in the house. Mm-hmm.
1: And I bet you loved. Yes. Were you, were you shown how to use it, or yes, you didn't yes. know it played music for some years, oh, probably. Probably not. <laughs> Uh huh, it's beautiful. The signs survived. Mm. Uh, so we think that this was a, um, this was possibly sent or brought back from the f- the First World War. Do you think or because it's got two songs, "Soldiers of the Queen,", the Queen. Uh-huh. and the second song, the Casino Girl song.
0: <laughs> it possibly predates so the First World War. Possibly then. Yeah, then does then. The First World Some... War. Victoria yeah. was. No oh around, yes, so either. it wouldn't be the First no. World War it would have been we'll be
1: back to the Boer War perhaps. Gosh, so even earlier mm. um, So you think possibly your grandparents at least Yes, oh definitely a... my uh-huh. grandparents
2: Yes well, When it came from or uh-huh. anything about it I really don't know It's dreadful, I really don't know a lot about my father's younger days uh-huh. but he before the war he worked in a Warehouse in Glasgow, Right. Nielsen Shaw McGregor. Uh-huh. So whether when he came home after the war, the warehouse maybe wasn't there uh-huh. and maybe had difficulty in getting a job. Right. Yes. And that would be when he would train uh-huh. to be a piano tuner.
0: I'm Carrick MacDonald and you've been listening to Halfway to Borough, the two-towns local history show on Cam Glen Radio. In this programme, Zen Boyd of Rutherland Heritage Centre was talking to Betty Payton about her time growing up in Rutherland and of her memories of the Evangelistic Institute in Greenbank Street Many thanks to Betty and Zen for inviting me to sit in in their conversation which was recorded in June 2023 The music was by Sugar Nifty Join me next time for part 2 of this programme Until then, thanks for listening
1: Radio is an amazing medium. It can inspire, entertain, inform and connect people. This station, Cam Glen Radio, is run by a dedicated, passionate and committed team of volunteers and you can be one of those volunteers
0: too. It doesn't matter if you're an experienced broadcaster or if you've never set foot in a studio.